I want everybody to eat. And maybe that's just me being a good ass person, but I want everybody to eat, whether you're in my life or not. You don't gotta sit at my table to eat. It's going to be a really, really important one because it talks about, um, it's going to be kind of different from what I normally do, It's gonna, but this one is going to talk about, you know, important historical landmarks that are happening at this time while I'm, you know, finding my way into adulthood and womanhood. And I think that the topics that I'm going to talk about today are really, really important to just shed light on them and just um, hear my voice and my my opinion on how I feel about these things. So... First of all, let me just start this episode off saying, first of all, I feel like dog shit. Okay. I don't know why I keep getting sick. I don't know. So, 4th of July was last week. It was last... What, what day is it? Hold on. Let me look at my calendar. 4th of July was last... Was this Monday. Today is the 9th of July, which is Saturday. Um, I'm recording this a day late because I just didn't have the energy. I, I didn't have the energy. Okay? I've been sick since 4th of July. Um, my cousin Khalid's birthday, who passed away, his birthday was two days after that on the July 6th. And that's a whole different story in itself, man. I think that that whole day on the 6th, I because I, I, I think I told you guys this before, um, me and my friends pride ourselves on keeping his tradition alive, keeping his birthday alive, keeping his death date alive. So we, we party, we celebrate, we do spend time together, all of that. And this year, I think definitely it just took a lot out of me um, because there's been a lot of drama going on. Not even drama, it's just, there's a lot going on in that friend group. So I just think that the his birthday took a lot out of me and I feel like my energy was off the whole day. And I personally feel that if you're trying to pretend like you're okay when you're really, really not for an entire day, that can ultimately affect your health I strongly 110% believe that because energy and how you feel and the thing the environments that you put yourself in contribute to how you feel naturally so I just think I was doing too much this week my energy wasn't as positive or as great as it could have been and that's really probably why I feel so shitty and it's not even like I don't feel how to describe it I feel congested I um I don't really have a sore throat, thank God, because I hate having a sore throat. Let me knock on some motherfucking wood. Is that even wood? Is that even wood? Ah, wood, wood. Ah. Ah. Child. Oh, found it. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Okay. I had to knock on some wood because I hate getting a sore throat. That shit will piss me off. That shit will make me want to die. For real. Um, but yeah, I don't have a sore throat, um, kind of congested, kind of really, really tired. I don't have a fever or anything, which is good. Um, just really, really tired and I just feel burnt out and it's just like, this is the opposite of what I wanted to be feeling at this time. So it's just like shitty, but, um, I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't even want to come down here and record this episode. 
but I didn't even I didn't even drop an episode yesterday. So I went on Instagram and I was like, listen, I'm gonna drop this on Saturday. I'm recording it now. I'm gonna literally drop it right after I record it because I know it's going to be good. The conversation. So let's get into it, shall we? First of all, we are have we have been going through a lot in the past two, three years in America in general. Um I don't know if, if you missed any of it, but um, we were in a pandemic for quite a long time. Um, we were quarantining, isolating, all that shit. COVID-19 was really kicking our asses. Um, we lost so many lives because of that shit. And now we're in a recession. And I've talked about the recession before on this podcast, and I just feel like it is a shitty time to be alive because everything is expensive. Everything is just... Getting a job right now for people that are unemployed is so hard. Um, finding places to live with, you know, reasonable prices is ha- very hard. So everything for us right now is very hard. And the fight is getting harder for women specifically. So Roe v. Wade was just overturned. Um, this topic makes me really, really angry. So I'm going to like just say everything that I have to say and explain myself as I go along so that you guys understand and follow me. But Roe v. Wade is a very, no, Roe v. Wade being overturned is a very serious issue for not only women, but for men as well. You know how many men are out here benefiting off of the abortions that women get? This is all of our problem. This is not just a woman thing. This is a hundred percent has to do with the men as well, because if we can't obtain abortions, you're a daddy, babe. So it's just like, this is a fight that we all, and we're definitely paying attention to the men being quiet in this, in this time. I think right now is the time for men as a whole to stand up for us and to say like, listen, this is not okay to be doing to our women. First of all, before we get into any of that, I think That the fact that there was a group of men, I think that men even being involved in the voting of overturning Roe v. Wade, which means Roe v. Wade was a landmark decision of the United States Supreme Court in which they ruled that the U.S. Constitution protects women's rights and liberty to choose to have an abortion. So overturning that means it no longer is a federal constitutional right to abort a baby. So states now have sole authority to determine if if and when an abortion is legal. Right? Like, first of all, and I mean this in the most respectful way possible, there should have been no men on that Supreme Court making no decisions about a woman's body. What the hell? Why are men making decisions about what women can and cannot do? And first of all, that whole abortion topic is so touchy and it's so sensitive. But at the same time, there are women who have been raped. There are women who have very extremely traumatic stories behind how they ended up being pregnant. Nobody wants to live and and listen, respectfully, nobody wants to have a baby by someone that raped them and be forced to take care of this baby every day. That is a reminder of your pain. That is a reminder of your trauma. That is a reminder of something that you did not want. Like, what do you mean? And on top of all of that, 
women don't have to have a traumatic story as to why they don't want to have a baby. I should literally just be able to say, I don't want to have a baby by this man and that be it. No means no. I don't, I don't, I don't. And on top of that, first of all, they want us to have these babies. They're being raised in broken homes, single mother, single mother households, all that stuff. And like I said, the situation with a woman that's raped, she's not going to put her full effort into being an amazing mother because this baby reminds her of her trauma. This baby reminds her of a man who took her dignity away. So no, this is going to be a bad situation for a lot of people because that's not giving these children opportunities to be, I personally feel like abortion is one of the smartest things that could be an option for women. I feel like if a woman decides to have an abortion, she already off the bat knows I cannot provide the life that I want to provide for this baby. I am not in the right space or in the right place, or it's just not my time to bring this baby into the world. Abortion is an extremely smart and strong move for a woman to make. That you would think America would want to hold on to that and want to allow women to do that. You're forcing them to have these babies growing up in broken homes, growing up. First of all, there's no baby formula on the motherfucking shelves. Have y'all heard about that one? There's no baby formula. So I'm having these babies. What am I feeding them? And I'm doing this by myself. Like, come on. That's, that's so selfish to do to people. That's so selfish to, first of all, I feel like things like Roe v. Wade, why are we even digging that far into American history? That has been set in stone for decades. So why are we digging into American history trying to change it when there's like, come on. And it's also like there are businesses that like are offering travel and cost ex uh, and to cover cost expenses for their employees who need to, you know, travel out of state for abortions. That's crazy. That is literally crazy. And it's also crazy because the next day after the, um, Roe v. Wade was overturned, there was a lot of girls on social media like, yo, I had an abortion planned for tomorrow and they canceled all of the appointments. Imagine waking up like, okay, boom, I have my abortion scheduled. I'm good. I'm going to get this out of the way. I'm not going to have to deal with it. Then the next day you get a call like, oh, Roe v. Wade was overturned. So you, you got to keep that baby. What? First of all, that is so emotionally scarring. That is so traumatic. That is so crazy. And it's just like, there's no respect for women. And it's like, nobody wants to do anything that they're not trying to do. So I'm telling you, when these women have these kids that remind them of traumatic times in their lives or that they cannot provide for, they cannot be the best mothers that they could possibly be. That is essentially ruining everything that America is trying to pursue America they pretty much want us to have these oh have your baby oh you're gonna be a good mother oh you know we we need more kids in the world no not if they're gonna be poor not if they're gonna be hungry not if they're gonna be homeless not if they're gonna be in terrible family situations or seeing terrible environments that's not cool to me and also Roe v Wade doesn't just affect abortions that affects IVF too IVF is I think it's called invert uh, fuck I shouldn't look at the word but it's just when you are trying to get pregnant and you can't and they, you know, inseminate you with a fetus or a eggs. Sorry. Um, I just think it's going to make everything impossible. It's going to make everything harder because IVF, technically, when they insert the eggs into you, all of the eggs that they have left over, they discard them. Pretty much what the U.S. is trying to say is like discarding of fetuses and 
eggs and unborn babies, they're not fucking with that. So discarding those eggs is also going to be illegal. So how are these people going to get IVF when you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just going to make so much more difficult. And it's just like, that's essentially making us still unequal. Because even if you think about it, we always, we've always fought the fight of trying, women trying to get equal pay compared to men. We are, we will never be equal to them because of this. Roe v. Wade being overturned is an extremely crazy thing to say. That is an extremely crazy thing to have to understand in American history in 2022. That's absurd. Like, what? Um, our children are going to be reading about these times in our in our history books. Like, I can't, and it's so crazy because it's like, I dream of having a baby. I dream to have, you know, all these children that I, that I love and that I care for and that I can provide for. But who wants to bring them into a world like this where they make women feel uncomfortable. We have to do these strange, odd things to keep our lives. Nobody's equal. If you're black, you're screwed. Like, come on. Nobody wants to raise children in this country. And it's even crazier because this is a country that people look at from the outside looking in. Like, oh, this is, that's the land of the free. They, I'm going to go there and I'm going to have a better life. No. America is not doing that great right now. Although I did see that Biden signed something yesterday that um, allows, um, shit. See, I haven't been on social media because I just have not been in the mood to deal with the bullshit. But um, basically it was like, it allows um, people to have access to abortion. So even though it was overturned, he's allowing people to have access to it. So that's pretty good. Um, people, Yeah, our kids are going to be reading about this. They're going to be reading about a whole goddamn pandemic. They're going to be like, what the fuck was COVID-19? And I'm going to be like, sit down. Because that was a time in my life that I'll never forget. Roe v. Wade being overturned, this recession. We are in the worst recession. Last recession that we had that was like this was in 2008. It is 2022. It was bound to happen. But it's just like, damn. And first of all, gas prices out here in Long Island, gas prices, I think the highest I've seen is like $4.99 for real. Um, actually, no, I'm lying. I've seen a couple in the five in the $5 range. But our gas now was higher than it was in 2008 so we are really you know going crazy out here and i saw this thing on social media where it was like someone was talking about it was on twitter someone was talking about you know roe v wade being overturned and i don't know if you guys are familiar with senator john cornyn but as soon as i said this man's name to my father my dad was like oh nah he's racist this man quote tweeted, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Twitter, but you can quote tweet somebody else's tweet and write your own little caption above it. He quote tweeted someone else's tweet talking about, you know, overturning Roe v. Wade and all that stuff. This man says, now do Plessy v. Ferguson slash Board of Education. When I seen this, I almost, I was almost surprised, but not really. Now, let me break down Plessy v. Ferguson slash Board of Education for you because, you know, this is my lane. I'm a criminal justice major, okay? I'm getting my master's for that right now. So this is my lane. That's why I'm excited for this episode so you guys can see me in the criminal justice aspect too to see how much I really fuck with it. So let me talk to you about Plessy v. Ferguson slash Brown versus Board of Education. Plessy v. Ferguson was basically, it basically constitutionally allowed racial segregation. So when you see in the white water fountain and the black water fountain, Plessy v. Ferguson constitutionally allowed that, right? 
then Brown versus Board of Education overturned Plessy v. Ferguson, making it against the law to segregate people based on their race. So this white senator, and I think he's a senator of Texas, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know. This white senator said, basically, by him saying now do Plessy v. Ferguson slash Board of Education, he wants us to be segregated again. What? What I've come to conclude is that the blatant racism, they don't care anymore. They don't care. They do not care. There's, I personally believe, and I feel like I've said this before, once Donald Trump allowed those white people to storm the White House, okay, that's when white people was like, oh yeah, we outside. And it's unfortunate, but that's really how they think. That's really who these white people are. They don't care about blatantly being racist. They don't like us. They do not fuck with us for no real reason. And I was talking to my dad about this and he was like, yo, these white people, okay, me and my dad had this conversation and I'm, first of all, if y'all watch this on YouTube, if y'all listening to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, or just DM me, I want to have an actual conversation about this and I'm going to go live about this um, after I drop it. But these white people, if you really think about it, Joe Biden has to be at least 76 years old. Donald Trump was over 72. John Cornyn is at least in his 70s. We are giving these older white men authority because, no, we're giving them authority when they want to take us back to when they were younger. Because when they were younger, 70, 80 years ago, we were, they, what? White people could get away with racism. They want us to be segregated. They are trying to take us back to the older days. They are trying to undo all of the work that we've done thus far. And it's just like, I personally feel like these older men in their 70s, 80s, any of that shouldn't even be in office anymore. Replace them with somebody new. We need fresh blood like me. Hello. We need fresh blood who have, has seen it all to come in and really set shit straight because these older white men, they're going to get away with everything that they're trying to do because they have the authority to do so. They have the power to do so. Anybody black in that, in politics, in the government official area, they're giving you hell. That's why they gave Obama hell. They literally did not allow Obama to do so many things because he was black and played it off and gave him so many excuses as to why he couldn't do certain things when we all knew what it was. It was strictly because he was black. And the I don't want to say her name wrong because I just love her so much. Um, I'm going to try, though. Kentanji Brown, who was just appointed as the first female black Supreme Court justice, who is one of my idols because I personally feel like she's going to pave the way for people like me to be able to get their foot in the door. I, I, I love her, and I'm so, I'm so, how can I say? I'm so enthused by her her determination and her efforts to get there right but I already know they're gonna put that black woman through so much to allow her voice to really be heard because she's gonna stand up for what she believes in and there's a justice on the supreme court right now called Clarence named Clarence Thompson who is the most racist black man that I've ever seen and I personally feel like I think the Supreme Court, we already know I want to be a judge, and I've always said I wanted to be a Supreme Court justice. 
I look at people in his caliber and in his career and in his field, they're on the throne to me. They have the life. They have everything that I want to be able to have. They have the platform to vote on important things. They have the platform to say how they feel, all of that. This black man is on the throne doing terrible work. Terrible. I saw a post that he said the COVID-19 vaccine contains aborted fetuses. What are you talking about? And why are you just saying anything? Like, if you have that power and you are so, if you are Supreme Court justice, you are a powerful person. Like, and you're just going to say anything? And also he was like, after he, you know, they decided on the Roe v. Wade and all that stuff, he literally said, he wrote that the Supreme Court should reconsider rulings that protect contraception, same-sex relationships, and same-sex marriage. Think about how hard it was for us to get the, I don't want to say approval, but think about how hard it was for us to get politicians and everybody to understand the importance of the LGBTQ community. Do you know how hard that was for them to be heard and them to be allowed to marry each other and be in these relationships together? Do you know how hard it was for them to fight for that? And this black man is saying we need to reconsider all of that. You know how many same-sex couples and same-sex marriages are probably looking at each other like, yo, what the fuck are we going to do? It's only up from here. Now that Roe v. Wade was overturned, I can imagine what's about to come for us, for real, because they're not, and it's so crazy because Clarence Thompson served since 1991, and he took the place of Thurgood Marshall, who was one of the most well-known criminal justice advocates in the world. How are you going to replace Thurgood Marshall and do work like this? It's absurd to me. It's crazy to me. And the fact that he wants to protect contraception, they're about to they're about to uh, rain down on birth control, condoms, all of that. And it's just like they are doing everything in their power to take away a woman's control over her body, over her life, all of that. Because if I can't have fucking birth control, I'm likely to get pregnant because, you know, hello. If I can't have condoms, I'm likely to get pregnant hello and if i can't have abortions i'm likely to have to keep this baby they want us to be in shitty situations they don't want us to be free they don't want us to be in control of anything and that is terrible because all of these men that voted on this rule and voted on these voted on all of this came from women so how can you say like you know what i don't even know and it's like also what I really, because I really did some research on this after I've been, once Roe v. Wade was overturned, I was researching every day, every day. Because I was like, I need to know a lot about this because this is going to affect me, my daughter in the future, and her daughters in the future, as well as my friends, my aunts, all that. This has everything to do, and my, my uncles, and the men in my life, this is an us problem. So I researched it and I really realized and I also saw on social media yesterday, someone in the White House said that Americans need to be really careful using period tracking apps. Let me say how I feel about these apps, and then I will leave this alone, because I've said this a lot, about, a lot about it on my personal Instagram. When this whole thing happened, I had a lot to say on my personal Instagram, so I suggest you follow Just Jay and then me as well, because I talk a lot on my personal Instagram too. Um, basically... Period tracking apps, if you really 
think about it and break it down. And the fact that somebody from the White House said that we as Americans need to be very careful, that shows that what I feel and what I've been thinking and what I've been researching is 100% true. I used the app Flow, F-L-O, for years since I started my period. I think that's the app that my mom uses. That's the app that she put me onto. It tracks your period. It tracks your symptoms. It tracks whatever you want it to track. And it will, it will alert you when your next period is coming and when you're ovulating and all that stuff. Once you keep putting in your periods, it sinks to your 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 period level. Your, I mean, your period flow, all that. It sinks to your body and it can predict when your next period and your ovulation and all that stuff. What I under, What I realized, right, was these are American-made apps. So, realistically, say I was to get pregnant and I stop logging my period and they find out that I had an abortion illegally and I get in trouble for it because you can get in trouble for having an abortion illegally because they they find you they put I, I don't even know what they do but they will punish you if you they find out that you illegally had an abortion say they find out that I illegally had this abortion and they go into my period tracker they're going to see that I stopped logging my period and it shows proof that I had this abortion. Please understand the magnitude of this. The period tracking apps and the loggers that we use are not confidential. They should be because they're, you know, uh, hello, they're about our cooch, but they are not confidential if they are American made. These people can have access to any of our records at any point in time. Now, there is an app called Clue, C-L-U-E, and it's, I think it's a European-based period tracker app. Now, I highly recommend everybody switch over. I haven't switched over yet because I'm just like, yo, this is so crazy that I even have to fucking do this. Switch over to the app Clue because that's a European-based period tracker app. So the U.S. has no access to their records through that app because of their privacy laws. So there's a solution, but it's, we have to go through all of this to be secret and to get our privacy and get, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, that's, it's so sad that we have to do that. But truthfully, I personally feel, I personally feel that it's 110% necessary. Because I don't want anybody to get in trouble for obtaining abortions illegally shit. If I have to, first of all, God forbid I become pregnant. If I don't want to have this baby by this man, I'm not going to. So no matter how I have to obtain this abortion, I'm getting it. So lock me the fuck up, but I'm getting this abortion. And no man is ever going to tell me that I can't. And I personally feel like them leaving it up to the state that you're in to determine if you're able to get an abortion is whack to me. No, fuck that. Fuck New York State, which they also actually New York State said that they're they're not even going to fuck with that. You can get an abortion in New York State, but they bitch any other state. I don't even know the states that aren't fucking with it, but I think actually I wrote it down. It says New Jersey is also a state that um, allows abortions and they said one of the nurses that works in one of the, uh, I don't think it's a Planned Parenthood, but I think it's like a uh, clinic. She was like, yo, we're prepared to receive so many different out-of-state patients. And that is so sad. 
Because imagine the states that do allow abortion, they're going to get flooded with so many women trying to get their life back. They're going to get flooded with an influx of women that need to escape their towns or their states to go to places that allow them to get this abortion. So that's going to put more workload on the states that do allow it. And it's just also like that could be a fucked up situation because states could be so overwhelmed that they're like, fuck it, we just, we're not going to allow this. Like, you know what I'm saying? It could be a fucked up situation for everybody. And on top of that, you have to travel outside of your state, outside of your home to go get something done that you could have easily gotten done around the corner or up the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just, it's just crazy. It's really, really just crazy. And I think that it's so heartbreaking because it's not fair that this is, you know, the reality. Because some of these young girls don't have the ability to, you know, fly to New Jersey or fly to New York or fly to Florida. Or they don't have the ability to do that. The Florida, um, Florida also said, like, you know what? We stand behind women. Like, abortions are legal in our state. That's it. So I fuck with states that are like that, that are like, no, we're not doing this. I don't give a fuck about no overturning. We that shit is legal here because at the end of the day, how can you deprive a woman of her natural born right? That is a natural born right. Come on now. We have the right to say no. We have the right to say yes. Come on. I, this is just like, this is like really the realest. I have, Like this is the, how, what do I, what do I want to say? This is the first time in my life that I actually understood the magnitude of the people in power and their abuse of their power. And their abuse, and not even their abuse, but their just lack of being receptive to every possible outcome. Their lack of understanding for other people. Because yes, you might be a 65-year-old man sitting on the Supreme Court. You're not having no fucking abortions. You're not getting pregnant. So it doesn't apply to you. So why are you voting on that issue that doesn't apply to you? What's the point? And if you're going to vote on an issue that doesn't apply to you, at least open your mind to understand, okay, this may be, this may not apply to me, but this could apply to my 16 year old daughter in a couple of years. This could apply to my, my granddaughter. This could, come on now. Let's really think. I personally feel like that if you're going to be in the in a field like that as a Supreme Court justice or doing anything of that nature, you need to have a different type of empathy. You need to have a different type of understanding for other people's situations because everything that you're voting on could not affect you, could have nothing to do with you. You're a man. You're not getting pregnant. You don't have to make that decision. But at the end of the day, if that's your job, it's your responsibility to be aware of how it's going to affect everybody. Because you have daughters, you have aunts, you have sisters, you have mothers who are all women. So women have the right to say and do whatever the fuck they want to say and do. That's my take on it. And I, I'm not doubling back because that's it, that is what it is. I think that women have taken a lot of slack and a lot of grief and a lot of just bullshit. And this tops the cake for me. And that's just crazy. That's literally crazy. Literally the craziest thing I've ever heard. I woke up I woke up the day that they were, you know, deciding on it and they literally made the decision and I was like, "Are you kidding?" After like 51 years, we're going to go back. Why are we digging up old artifacts? Why? 
That's like them going back and literally looking at Plessy v. Ferguson and Board of Education. That is, what? I ain't, I have never in my life seen a white school and a black school. If I was to see that, I would be like, what the fuck? That is, these are, these are, what are, what are they called? These are landmark decisions that have been set in stone for centuries. Centuries. Why are we digging them up and causing so much pain and heartache? Like this is, this is, this is a painful situation for a lot of women around the world. And I'm just so sad about it. To tie um, another topic into that, I also want to talk about the point of just the the hypocrisy in men doing their thing and women doing their thing. I personally feel like, okay, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when a man understands that he gets bitches, right, and he's out living his life, Smashing this one, this one, this one, this one, whatever. And he tells his homeboys about it. He's known as the man. He's known as, oh, you got it like that. Oh, you got bitches, all that shit, right? But when a woman turns around and understands her natural born sex appeal and her ability to get niggas too, and she's out here doing her thing, she's a hoe, she's a thot, she's a slut, she's this. When reality is, she's just understanding that she gets them too. So how are you going to, and first of all, what I noticed about men and women also is that women are not going around telling you, oh yeah, I hit Tyrone, I hit David, I hit, nah, bro, that's, we don't, what? Why are we, we don't, have, we don't, no, we are very, we're going to move in silence and we're going to do what we want to do. Men have no problem gloating about who they hit, what they hit, when they hit it, what they did. Nah. I just personally think that double standard with men being allowed to do whatever the fuck they want to do and then when women do it, it's a problem. I think that shit is so whack and that shit is so 1970 because one thing about me and my generation coming up, I know as a woman that I get niggas. I know niggas are attracted to me and if they are and if I decide to do whatever I want to do with them, that's my business. I'm not a hoe. I'm not a slut. None of that. None of those words describe me. And technically, I think, child, no. Men, no. No. Cause I, it's making me mad. <laughs> it's really making me mad because men always do that. It's always a double standard and they're always in our business. Roe v. Wade is showing that they're always in our business. That has nothing to do with no man at all. Well, it does have to do with what it does actually, but making decisions, making what voting on women Women's body parts has nothing to do with a man. Yes, them getting the abortion may, you know, affect you later on in life, but that has nothing to do with a man. So why is a man being allowed to call me a whore? Why is a man being allowed to dictate when I can have an abortion or not? Why isn't a man being allowed to dictate if, oh, she outside? If I'm outside, I'm outside. I don't give a fuck about what no man ever says about me because at the end of the day, all I'm, all that is is a power struggle. And all that is, is I know I get niggas. And I'm not going to hide that I get niggas because you feel like that makes me a hoe. That's not my problem. That has nothing to do with me. What? Realistically, these men is out here being the hoes and I'm just out here living my life. I'm out here doing what I got to do. So, it's 
Sarah. That is Sarah. But that's how I feel about that. I think, oh, it's 4.27 p.m. That's great. That's my birthday. Hey. But no, I think the whole point of me talking about like the double standards thing just all ties into Roe v. Wade. Just men just feeling like they have the ability to have an opinion about women when they really have no right to. You have no right to tell me that me being outside and getting the attention from all these niggas, the same attention that you get from the same women that you fuck with, makes me a hoe. You have no right to tell me that. Because what? I personally feel like I am so, and at this point in my life, right, I think when you grow up, your the opinion of men, I mean, men's opinion of you means something. So when a nigga calls you a hoe or when a nigga calls you a slut, it's like, damn, like, why is he calling me that? Like, I'm not a slut. Like, you know, that's a... That has the ability to make a young girl feel like, damn, like, I'm not a slut, so why is he doing that? You feel me? But as I get older, it's like, I could give a fuck what any man has to say about me. I don't care. Because if a man, first of all, if a man has the balls to come out of his face and say anything negative about you, it's probably because you're not giving him any attention, okay, or he can't get you. So it's just like, men, men, no. Men can do anything that they want to do. But let a woman do it, and it's a problem. Let, what? Yeah, no. I think that's whack. I think that's so stupid, because realistically, me and a man could be doing the same thing. Out here realizing that we are sexy, attractive people, and we are just feeding off of the attraction that we're getting from these other people. That doesn't make either one of us a hoe. That doesn't make either one of us a slut, because first of all, this man that's saying, you know, going back to his homeboys and saying, oh, I did this, I did that. That's cool. I'm not, me and my homegirls, yeah, we're going to talk about it. But at the end of the day, I'm not a slut just because you don't like that I'm out here doing what you're doing. That has nothing to do with me. I'm actually basking in being a badass bitch, similar to how you bask in being a fly-ass nigga or a fine-ass nigga. Same thing. Same same rules apply. I can do what I want. You can do what you want. So all that, oh, she's a hoe because she was fucking with this nigga or she was doing all this. Baby. No, that's you. Like, you are projecting your wholeness onto me, and it's never going to work because I'm not that. This ain't that. So, but yeah, that's just how I feel about that topic. I feel like they go hand in hand because I just feel like it's always like that. It's been like that forever. A man can do anything that he wants to do, drag a woman through the mud. Not even not even drag a woman through the mud, but he wants to do, he can do everything that he wants with whoever he wants, how many people he wants, it doesn't matter. But if a woman does it and understands her, femininity and is you know being a bad bitch and understanding that she gets niggas it's a problem oh she's a hoe she's this she's that when reality no she's a badass bitch realizing that she gets niggas like what but don't worry don't worry y'all because honestly all of this stuff has forced me to want to get into my school and my career bag 10 times more like the reason I really wanted to be a judge was because of um, Janice E. Brinkley. I don't know if you guys have heard of her or anything like that, but if you haven't watched the Meek Mill documentary, okay, I know I've said this for four seasons in a row. I know. But if you have not watched it, you need to fucking watch it. Fine, please, watch it. Just watch it. You could just watch the clip of her. You don't even have to watch the whole thing. But that was Meek Mill's judge in a majority of his cases. Um, she was a judge. She's been a judge since 1993. I think she still is a judge right now. But the Meek Mill documentary kind of um, 
kind of brought a lot of attention to her career and I feel like there's a lot of things that she's done in the dark that have started to come to light so I don't know if she will be a judge for much longer or I don't even know how old she is I don't know but she's been a judge since 1993 she actually received her law degree from the same college that my brother Messiah goes to which is Tempe in Arizona um, but she has a history of giving people prison sentences for parole violations and it's just like I remember in the Meek Mill documentary, I, I think the video of him popping the wheelies on the on the dirt bikes, he was on parole at the time, parole, probation, I don't remember. Um, and she had seen, I don't know if she had seen the video or someone had brought it to her attention or whatever, and she put him in prison for that. And it was just like, more of the story is she was very corrupt and she was very unfair and she was a black woman. That's what made me more angry about the whole situation because she was a black woman who understands our struggle, who understands that life is not easy for us so you gotta really you know not not be on I don't want to say be on black people's sides when you're in positions like that because that's not necessarily true if a black person does something that you know you need to inflict punishment for do that but at the same time don't these people in positions to be judges you are a black woman you have so much power you have so much authority that was given it given to you do not take that on on these other black men that is so disrespectful. That is so crazy. That is so unfair. That is so morally wrong. He spent a lot of time in prison and a lot of time in jail for doing things that, for parole violations. And it was like, who does that? Why? Why are you putting this man in jail for these lengthy, lengthy amounts of time for violations of his parole that could be, you know, handled differently? So that's my motivation to really want to be a judge. And also this Clarence Thompson character. I, I told my dad, I said, if I was to talk, I just want to have one conversation with him. Because I would just tell him, like, yo, you are the worst person I've ever met. Like, I would just tell him, like, yo, why did they give you this job? Thurgood Marshall would be so upset. But that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, I enjoyed this conversation because I've actually been waiting to record this. And I'm, I'm tight that I don't feel so well because I could have gotten more into it. But definitely, like... It's an important conversation, and me being a criminal justice major is very, very important for me because not only does Roe v. Wade being overturned affect me as a woman, but that's that's enough to, not even that's enough to, but that's like motivation for me to really want to be here in the criminal justice field and want to be someone that could be like, no, that's not right. Like, I personally feel like there's so many things that go on in criminal justice and in politics and in government and all that stuff. And nobody really stands up and says, yo, that's not right. And I want to be that person. I really, really, really do. Like, I want to be the person that people disagree with because I'm seeing things differently. Or I'm taking the time to really understand things differently. Like, if I was Clarence Thompson and I was making that decision, no, I'm not voting on that. Or I am voting on that, but I'm voting in favor of abortions being legal. Because that that has nothing to do with me as a man personally, but that has everything to do with my daughters, my aunts, my mothers, my, you know what I'm saying? So you, you really got to be empathetic and you got to be understanding of so much shit if you're going to be in positions like that or if you're going to be in careers like that. So don't worry. And I got a lot of people in my DM once I was posting about the Roe v. Wade shit and they were like, yo, we need you up there. Like I said, don't worry. Let me get this master's and I'm on the way. I'm on the way. Like this is all I've ever wanted to do and I'm going to do it. So I love y'all. I hope y'all learned something from this conversation because I did talk a lot and I probably was all over the place. But like I said, 
this converse, this topic is just so broad and there's so much to talk about, but I tried to keep it as like informational and as factual as I could. Um, and I also gave my opinion as well, but I hope you guys learned something from this uh, conversation and this topic because I know when they first overturned it, I had a lot of work to do, a lot of research to do just to really understand what was going on. So I definitely hope that you guys learned something from this because I definitely did. So I love y'all. See y'all next week. We will be back to our regularly scheduled program. I will do next episode is going to be next Friday, not next Saturday. I was just slacking and I've been sick. So chill on me. Okay. Thanks. But I love you. Bye. <laughs>